Hey Puffs, welcome back to the lounge. For those of you who are new, welcome to the Puff community. We are your hosts, Ellie. And Dulce. Y como el día del padre acaba de pasar, hoy vamos a hablar all things dad. Love it. Yes. So, I think it would be kind of cool to start with way back when. Mm -hmm. So, what would you say is your earliest memory you have of you and your dad? Well, I remember... Whenever I was still in my dad's ball sack, right? <laughs> we were all swimming. Do you remember winning the race? I do indeed. <laughs> Once they got to the finish line, I'm like, yes! Winning sperm, ding, ding, ding. I know. Once I got to my mom's leg, I just hugged it and let go. <laughs> Cut off. But you don't hug it, you penetrate it. So I swam inside her egg. <laughs> So you remember the whole journey? I do. Interesting. Do you remember your past life? I was probably a man. <laughs> Were you a dad? Probably. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Bro, the last time I didn't stress about anything in my life. That's a, that's a real note, though. That's for real. Last time that's life a real was memory. stressful? Mm-hmm. In the ball sack? Yeah. <laughs> but no, for real. Like, What would you say is your earliest memory with you and your dad? I don't know if it's my earliest memory, but one of my early memories that I have with my dad, we were in the kitchen and I was trying to like reach for the light switch thing. And since I was like too small, I couldn't reach it. So what I did, I ended up grabbing one of my like little chairs that I used to sit in, you know, like I had like a little table and whatnot. So it happened like yesterday. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't get it? Because I'm short? Yeah. yeah so it happened yesterday (laughs) so sorry i had to say that (laughs) so i had grabbed the chair and i pulled it up close to the wall that way i can like climb on top of it and reach for like the light switch and then i was about to jump off of it my dad was like no brinques de lastia porque luego te vas a lastimar soon as he walked away from me what's the first thing i did i jumped (laughs) (laughs) and sure enough i landed on my knees bro that shit hurt i remember that shit hurt and then my dad was all like te dije que no te brincaras. and then he was like Vas a llorar? and i was just like no so i held in those tears and wanted to come out i'm like nope <laughs> i won't give you the satisfaction <laughs> how old were you i want to say i was probably like three or four okay you're pretty little yeah and then i also remember he used to be the one to get me ready for school and I would still be asleep while he was like changing me and everything because I just did not want to wake up. And then once he would take me to the restroom to brush my teeth, he'd be like, okay, abre la boca. And then I'd be like asleep with my eyes closed and I'd just like open my mouth. And then he started brushing my teeth and I would start crying. He was like, ¿Por qué estás llorando? <laughs> was that like an every morning thing? That was like an every morning thing. I would just start crying when he would brush my teeth. And then he would take me to my babysitter's house. We used to call her La Huera. So he used to take me to the Huera's house. And whenever, because I think I was in, because I started pre-K whenever I was like three years old. Because my birthday is pretty late. My birthday is literally like the first week of school. That's why they accepted me. Because I was about to turn four as soon as the first week of school hit. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So he would take me to the Huera's house. And La Huera me llevaba to the bus stop in the mornings. And then since it was for pre-K, whenever you're in pre-K, it's like really short days. You're like at a preschool. Well, I don't know if that changed because now it's a full day. 
Like Noah would go from seven to three. Really? Mm-hmm. Because I went to Tiger Trail. Yeah, so it should have been the same thing because Noah went to Wildcat Way and they're the exact same thing, just different buildings. Oh. Unless you were in pre-K three. Pre-K three was a half day program, but no, because if you're four by September 1st, you're in pre-K four. Mm. Okay. Well, then I don't know. But anyways, I just remember getting out before my sisters did. Whenever I would go back... Actually, let me backtrack. So before I started school, he used to come pick me up <laughs> from the wet ass house. You didn't confuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Before I started pre-K, he would uh, go to the wet ass house and like pick me up during his lunch break. And I remember we always used to go back because siempre estaba todo sudado, right? Mm-hmm. And he doesn't like sitting like on his furniture when he's all sweaty and everything. So he would sit down on the carpet. He would always turn on the TV and we would watch cops. And then I'd go to the kitchen. I'd always bring him his bed light. And we, we would sit down. What a Mexican memory. I know. <laughs> so we would sit down. We would watch Cops. And we would always sing the song together at the beginning. Like, bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when we come for you? <laughs> so <laughs> that's such a cute memory, though. It is. I had told him about that recently. Because I had told him that I talked to my therapist about that memory. He was all like, you told her that I used to bring me beer? <laughs> and I'm like yeah and then like he, that's all you got from the whole thing like this is supposed to be a beautiful memory right and then he was like what did she say about that and i was just like nothing we didn't talk about the beer at all like it was just the memory we talked about the memory itself that caused no trauma it's okay <laughs> yeah to me that's a happy memory i don't know yeah so anyways that was one of my early memories too and you said that's when you were about three yeah, around three. Then once I started school, he used to pick me up from the Wada's house whenever I would get off of school. So he used to be the one to like take me to her place, take me back home, or pick me up from during his lunch breaks. So I used to spend a lot of time with him whenever we were little. Well, mm-hmm. Whenever we were little. Whenever I was little. <laughs> well, to kind of make it deep, because when don't we? You have an awesome dad who's an awesome father, awesome person, and he... I mean, we always say this. He's basically like my second father Mm -hmm. because especially when we moved here, we lived with y'all and everyone would always be like your dad whenever they would talk to me, Mm -hmm. referring to your dad. Right. No one ever said your uncle. Everybody was always like your dad. Mm -hmm. I didn't have that experience with my biological father. So he basically walked out on me and my mom from the time my mom was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So he's never been in the picture, literally ever. I have like three really strong core memories of him and one of them is when he took me to a park i don't know if my mom was there he took me by himself but we were on a bench and i was standing on the bench and he was like kind of next to the bench and i was hugging him because you know when you're really little like Mm -hmm. you don't reach but when you're on something really high you reach yeah i was on the bench and i was hugging him and then he took me horseback riding and i want to say all that happened when i was like around the same age like two or three Mm -hmm. and they're just so like embedded in my brain i remember it so vividly maybe because those were the only times i saw him this is pretty sad i've only seen him three times physically in my whole life damn those two and then i think more when i was like a baby baby but that was like what like six months i don't Mm -hmm. remember that and i only know that because there's a few pictures of us together but and then again i saw him before i came to the u.s because he had to sign papers allowing my mom to come with me because you know if she didn't have full custody because he was a piece of shit so he didn't even like 
fight for custody. So my mom never took him to court and had to get full custody. So she just left it at that. So they always had shared custody. Mm -hmm. So when he when my mom wanted to bring me here, she had to have the paper signed. I don't really have a memory or a good memory of my dad. Just that. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess they're good because it's I would say it's a good memory. Right. But it's the only memory. Gotcha. So it kind of makes it like a sad memory. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes but sense. Regardless of me not having my biological father in my life, my mom's father, so my grandpa, became my father figure because mm -hmm. my mom was a single mom. And we lived in Mexico. Allá en Mexico, los carros no son como aquí. You know, here, like, you need it to survive, to, like, go to the store, go to work. Allá en Mexico, everything is public transportation. Right. So my mom would take a bus to work, to take me to school, all of that. And where we lived at the time, it was, like, an upcoming neighborhood. So it's, like, the houses were just being built. Kind of, like, where when Christy moved into hers, you know how it was, like, half built? Yeah. Half, like, in their construction. But even the ones that were built, no one lived there yet. Right. And since she was a single mother with a basically newborn, my grandparents were very concerned for, like, her safety. You know, they were, like, we just want you to be okay. So they ended up telling her to move in with them. Mm-hmm. For safety purposes and also because they were like, we can help you out. Because right. I think by that time they were already retired or my grandpa because my grandma never worked and my grandpa was retired. So they were like, we can help you like take her to school, all that. And you don't have to worry about it. And you just go to work. Mm -hmm. And so we ended up doing that. And so because we lived with them, my grandpa became my dad. So luckily I never had that like, I mean, of course I did now that I'm an adult, like I see all the trauma that caused it. But in the moment while I was little, I was never sad. I was never like, oh my gosh, I don't have a dad. I wouldn't like see other kids and be like, oh, they have a dad and I don't. Because it was like, I do have a dad. Right. He may not be my biological dad and he's my grandpa, you know, biologically. But I saw him as my father. Right. Like he, till this day, I, like he's not my grandpa. I just say that so like people don't get confused. But uh, he's my dad. So what would you say are your biggest core memories that you have with him? Con Papa Luis. Yeah. So that's Papa what we Luis. call him. Papa Luis is my grandpa and Ellie's grandpa. Yeah. With him, literally the exact same thing as you and uh, your dad. He would get me up or not even up. He would get me ready for school and I would just be laying down like like a dead corpse, just laying down like a noodle. And he would just change me. Y me hacía every morning mis licuados, whether it be the most common like banana, strawberry, pero también me hacía de mango, like all types of fruit. He would change me for school, get me ready, and he would give me my licuado, and then he would walk me to the bus. That's when I started taking the bus, but prior to that, he would walk me to school, mm -hmm. and then he would pick me up from school. And I remember <laughs> one time he picked me up from school. It was preschool, so I must have been like three también, possibly even two, because I started school early. <laughs> trauma because my mom used to take me to a therapist because being abandoned by your father like does certain things to your brain and my mom was really concerned at the time because she said every man that would in the slightest way resemble my dad i would go up to them and be like dad oh and i'm like now that she told me that as an adult i'm like i can't even imagine how my mom felt because i think about noah doing something like that like if i were to be in the same situation like that's so sad yeah so i would go up to any tall guy who was light-skinned because my dad's really light-skinned with like hazel eyes but it's a gringo basically mm -hmm. really tall so anybody that was like tall or that was light-skinned i would go up to them and be like dad mm -hmm. and so my mom got really concerned because i would do it so much so she took me to a i don't know if it was a therapist or a psychologist 
no psychiatrist um, but somebody and they recommended I started school I wasn't of age yet but the psychiatrist had like her connection so she was able to get me into like a school school okay. so I've been like in school school since I was like one or two mm -hmm. to like basically get my mind off of it mm -hmm. and in the center where I attended I don't know what kind of center it was, but it was a school, but it was also a center for like adult art classes. Okay. So my mom would go and take painting classes. And I want to say she would take those clay classes where you would like make, make something. Yeah. Out of clay to also get her mind off of it. Gotcha. It was like a therapy medicine, I guess, to like help us kind of cope with what was going on. Mm -hmm. And so where was I going with this? I think it was to say that. Papa Luis would walk me to school. Damn, to that one brain cell yeah. ain't working. We're, we're working on one brain cell. It was cell going, yeah. and then it stopped. <laughs> it, it dwindled away. Come back. <laughs> What's your latest memory that you have of him? Well, homegirl, you're about to make me cry. Okay, sorry. Now you're good. So... I don't really remember. I couldn't tell you like, oh, no, I'm lying. Yes, I can remember. Because I came to the U.S. until I was seven. Obviously, I'm not a U.S. citizen because I wasn't born here. My mom wasn't either. And right now, I just have my DACA permit. And so with a DACA permit, for anybody that knows, you're basically just allowed to work and have a driver's license. And you can't be deported, but you can't travel. Mm -hmm. And if you were to leave the country, the chances of you being able to get back in are like, Slim to none. Yeah. And ever since I came, since I was seven years old, I'm about to turn 27. That's crazy. 20 years, I have not been back oh to my Mexico. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, so I literally haven't seen Papa Luis in... 20 years? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say probably 19, because I want to say, remember they came to visit, it was Papa Luis, Mama Nena y mi tía Lore? I think the year after me and my mom moved here. I and we stayed at my remember. tía Raquel's house, remember? All of us? I honestly don't remember that. No. Mm -mm. Well, that was the last time I saw him. And I don't know why the memory I have like in my brain embedded is when we picked him up from the airport and I ran so fast to him and like I jumped up and he like picked me up and hugged me. Because I think at that time it had been a year since I had last seen him. And mm -hmm. like I said, he was my father. So it was like right. leaving your dad or your mom behind and mm -hmm. you can't literally you can't see them. And that was the last time I saw him, 19 years ago. Damn. And then he passed, and I wasn't able to go. But that's all I'm going to say, because I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about suppressed, that. Suppressed, suppressed. Yeah. Well, that got a little deep. <laughs> it did get a little deep. Like always. But yes. I don't want to make it sad. At the end of the day, it is Father's Day, mm -hmm. and there's a lot of great, great dads out there. Mm -hmm. So I want to keep this positive and, like, you know, keep all the – awesome dads out there celebrated because i really do feel like dads don't get the same amount of love celebration all that as moms right <laughs> yeah obviously in a sense for the most part just overall in society moms usually take those roles the one being there the most physically for the kid while the dad is out for work mm-hmm that's usually what society expects or just in general sees 
Yeah, like but it's that's, basically like what's set in place already. Right, yeah. but that's not the case in all the time. For instance, both of us, both of our dads took care of us, got us ready for school, took us to the bus stop in or like to the babysitter's house and whatnot. And they took on the roles of what's normally expected for women to do, mm-hmm. you know. Of course, that's not always the case because, of course, having a kid involves two people taking on the work or at least what we'd hope right so it's only fair that both parts are celebrated just as much and not just one side well i'm not gonna lie i am a little biased when it comes to that like as a mother i don't mind the (laughs) glamour and the celebration but i don't think that should take away from father's day either Mm because like i said there are great dads out there like in my case i have been blessed with noah having a great father Mm -hmm. i mean i spoke on this before like we're not together but i'm always and forever grateful for him because it wasn't the instance of like my mom's Mm -hmm. situation where my dad literally walked out on both of us Because I understand, like, as adults, if you don't work it out with your partner, shit happens. Right. But, like, you made a whole life. Till this day, I cannot wrap my head around someone being able to walk out on their kid. Mm -hmm. Whether it be mom or dad. And I just, in my instance, like, because, unfortunately, that situation is, like, too common. Mm -hmm. And I know mothers do it, too. But it's more common for the dads to walk out. Right. And I just don't. I cannot comprehend how you can make a whole life and just walk out. Right. Like, never even check in on them, never talk to them, like, nothing. Like, nothing ever happened. Like, you made a whole life. It's not just, oh, I cooked some dinner and, you know, whatever. It's not just an item. Like, you made a whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And not only do people just walk away, but sometimes they they walk away and then create a whole other family. Mm -hmm. And that's the case for me, too. My dad's an all-around piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) So, like I said, he left um, when my mom was pregnant. And then he went and got another girl pregnant. I want to say I was probably like two or three because we're not that far in age. Mm -hmm. And I want to say probably got her pregnant when I was like three because I want to say we're like four years apart. Something like that. But yeah, so he has another daughter and another son with the same lady. And he's still with that lady. And one time I was stalking his Facebook because I don't know why. Shouldn't have. But I was stalking him and I found his daughter's page, my sister. And she had posted pictures of her quinceañera, like her quince party, Mm -hmm. her quinceañera. And she had posted a picture of her and our father. The caption says something like, El mejor papa del mundo, gracias por todo lo que haces por mí. I was just like, okay. (laughs) Damn. Like, I guess. And then it's funny because every time I tell my mom, like, obviously I'm mad about the matter. And she's like, oh, you should forgive. And I'm like, I can forgive, but still be mad. Like, Mm -hmm. he's a piece of shit. How do you do that? And then on his profile, too, he had uploaded a picture of her, I think for her birthday. And he was like, mi princesa, estoy muy orgulloso de ti, te amo. And I'm just like, make it make sense. To me, that makes absolutely no sense. Mm -hmm. And like I said, he's not the only one. Millions and millions, unfortunately, do that. Right. It just makes no sense. That's my case for my biological dad. I love how I'm like, let's keep it nice, up, <laughs> uplifting, not sad. And then I keep going back to it. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Daddy issues. <laughs> what were we talking about before I made it sad again? <laughs> um, we're talking about Papa Luis. Oh, wait. How dads take up roles that yeah. moms are. Oh, yeah. How mom. What? How, like, because our dads, dads got take... us ready. Yeah. So, like, not all dads don't do it right right oh yeah definitely because i 
for the most part obviously another standard that you normally see is the moms are the ones that cook everything right and that's not the case in my experience either my dad's a really good cook mm-hmm. we've talked about this yes you know, if you listen to our last episode we <laughs> talked about my dad's and Lucy's mom's cooking my dad's a really really good cook and he used to make some bomb ass tacos de lengua bro i feel like this is the fourth third or fourth episode you brought those damn tacos <laughs> up yo those tacos that's are how you know they're good smack they smack bro bye next time i go over <gasps> bye whenever i go over and visit you we should make tacos de lengua if i'm not invited i'll be very salty you or should bring me back some <laughs> okay you should come with us like my dad listens to our podcast he listens to our episodes so yeah so whenever you hear this up we should make some tacos I mean, I feel like that's, we've ref, not referenced, we send messages through here if for a few the podcast. People, yeah. It's like, Janet, if you're listening, Dad, yeah. if you're listening, Mom, if you're listening. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> we know they listen, so we're all like, if you're listening, listen to this. <laughs> Make me some tacos, please. Yes. So like in that case, my dad, he'll cook for us whenever we go over to the house sometimes. A lot of time we do go out to eat because he's a huge foodie person that's one thing we've actually been exploring lately so one of my latest memories that i have with my dad as of lately because we both have a huge taste for like asian food so i've taken up him out to eat different places that he hasn't tried before because usually he likes to go to like the same places so whenever he was living in texas city or galveston he was going to the same chinese restaurant every single time and granted the food is really really good there but he hadn't tried so many other like asian cuisines so then i took him out to a whole bunch of other places for him to get to know so i never thought that he would like it but my dad actually liked sushi it was cooked though so it wasn't raw but he still liked it he still liked the cooked sushi i got him to try soju and sake which are like alcoholic beverages Mm -hmm. bro it is so good if y'all ever try those y'all should try the passion fruit flavor those are really good whenever i took him i took him to a korean barbecue restaurant i had no it was no it wasn't a korean barbecue restaurant i was some other asian restaurant but they had sake and he had never tried their alcohol before so i had asked him i'm like do you want to share a bottle he was like a whole bottle i was like yeah they usually bring you out the whole bottle he was like no i'll take like one or two cups but you can have the rest and i'm like that's fine by me but okay (laughs) (laughs) so tell me twice yeah so then they bring out the bottle and obviously he was expecting some huge like wine glass bottle or something and it's like this little botellita you know it's not that big and they give you like the two little cups that look almost like shot glasses but they look like mugs sort of because it's like super thick yeah and I had poured us some and he was like, oh, this is really good because it tastes a lot like it's super. It literally tastes like juice. It does tea not. Cups. Sorry. Yeah. They look like little teacups. Teacups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's like little teacups. And he was expecting it to taste like straight up alcohol. Mm. No, like it straight up tastes like juice. Is that the one that you have to drink hot? You can drink it hot or cold okay i usually prefer it cold i've actually never tried it hot yeah there was one that i would always see people drinking hot yeah you can drink it hot or cold i've never tried it but i'm like i've never tried it hot i don't know i feel like that'll get you up there a lot faster probably (laughs) i always drink it cold 
oh so my dad and me were drinking soju mm-hmm. and so he was thinking it was gonna taste like straight up alcohol but no it tastes like juice it mm-hmm. really does you can barely taste the alcohol dangerous in there. i know <laughs> so we start. he was like oh this is really good and i'm like get his mouth he was like yeah so sure enough he drank half the bottle with me so and he liked it so but i got him to broaden his horizons i've taken him out to different places that he's never tried our latest one that we do need to go to he's been wanting to try japanese pancakes which oh those really fluffy ones yes we see videos of um yeah because it look he looks like flan Mm-hmm. it doesn't taste like flan no but it looks mm-hmm. if you like bungee touch it, flan if you touch it or like poke it it jiggles yeah yeah mama you don't jiggle jiggle we should go we should go to chinatown they have some there they have some good ones there so i got him to try a whole bunch of different things like i got him to try this one time i got him literally one of everything on the menu what the fuck yeah i got him not ellie being that math problem person (laughs) (laughs) no like i frills got him everything like i got him takoyaki which is basically like fried octopus it tastes well i like it because it's kind of like mushed up and then they make it into a ball and then they fry it sort of i think and then they put like a little sauce it tastes good and so i got him to try that he tried sushi i got him a bento box and then he tried mochi which is like ice cream but it's wrapped in a little gummy thing made out of rice flour sounds good yeah when it comes to food i feel like i'm not picky but at the same time i'm very picky Mm -hmm. and i won't expand my horizons as far as like i won't go out of mexican italian american food i love trying different foods if i haven't tried it i'll definitely give it a try but if i don't like it then i won't do it again Mm -hmm. you know like, for me like i'll just look at it and i'm like that don't look like it's supposed to look and i just won't even eat it you know what i mean yeah i get what you mean but yeah. i still try it even though if it doesn't look good because i'm a, like let's be honest i mean we talked about it in our last episode too talking about the mocha soup oh <laughs> yes sometimes it looks nasty but it's just like no bro you gotta taste it yeah i know so i i used to be that way where it was just like if it even had like one ingredient that i didn't like at all i used to be super picky when i was a kid if it had if i would say jitomate cebolla on something i would not eat that shit and you know being mexican everything everything, everything has like jitomate y cebolla estás haciendo un picadillo okay le vas a poner so, uh, jitomate cebolla jitomate cebolla and jalapeños are like the staple ingredients for right. everything and like even whenever we make our arroz tienes que licuar jitomate y cebolla you yeah. know just to make the salsa oh, for the cilantro arroz. everything has cilantro yeah well cilantro i never really had a problem with i always liked it but yeah. like it was always jitomate y cebolla que no me gustaba not even cooked no until this day you don't really like the the little cebollas cuando no. haces carne asada nope bro nope, nope. not us getting on a whole rant about food again <laughs> bro we just this is why we had an episode about food so we can stop talking <laughs> about food so clearly that didn't help but yeah that's what me and my dad have been doing lately he's also the one that i took to that italian restaurant that i mentioned in the last episode i've been helping him broaden his horizons in terms of food because we're both big foodies so and we both like to eat out a lot but that's such a dope way to also bond yeah and get closer yeah. talk i definitely back then i never thought i would be drinking with my dad and i drink with him whenever we go out to eat i mean obviously we don't get shit faced of course because we yeah. just like drink lightly but of course, i never thought i'd be drinking with my dad like that really you no know? Uh, yeah i don't know like i just never pictured that over here bringing him his bud light bottles <laughs> i mean there were some signs i know <laughs> some signs and we're mexican so true yeah 
but we're i don't feel like we're that kind of family either like no. our family don't even drink like that no they don't well on special occasions my mom and your dad because los de mexico mm-hmm. be drinking like oh, that oh my gosh for mm-hmm. real dude okay so whenever i was 16 my dad took me to mexico that was my first time there second you went while i was there true but to be fair that other one i really don't remember okay because so, you were like two right yeah so i don't really count that one because i have no memory no recollection of that trip (laughs) so i count the one whenever i was 16 to be my first and basically my only time there because that's the only one that i actually have any memory no has regresado i haven't gone back since i was 16 so it's been close to 10 years yeah it's been almost 10 years it's been it's been seven years Seven years. Sorry, it took me a fat minute to make that math in my head. No, you're good. Sorry, one brain cell is working right now. <laughs> Be patient with me, guys. One brain cell is pulling all the heavy work, literally. But dang, seven years—that's a minute. I know. Y tú qué puedes? I know. I haven't gone, but. Quien me quiere arreglar papeles? Yeah, let's go to California. Let's get married together. Bro, did y'all know that? Fun fact: in California, you can marry your first cousin, and obviously, same sex marriage. So, hey, that would work out. Let's go to like, me and Elitra get married. Let's, <laughs> let's go take a trip to California, get married, come back, and let's go to Mexico. <laughs> That's funny, we but we would have to that. prove it's legit. Photoshop, make a whole bunch of pictures, set them around the house. I mean, we have lived together. I mean, yeah, we did live together, <laughs> so it wouldn't that wouldn't be any different. Yeah, so. from serving my dad but light to drinking soju with him and taking shots hey big step up big step up we love it here i remember the first time i took a shot with my dad actually when was that it was for my sister's wedding (laughs) it was i had taken a whole late yeah i was well like that's a shot i feel like he fed not fed you he let you drink beer right oh yeah whenever i was like okay this is another memory that i have of my dad bro <laughs> sorry i remember why i brought up papa luis walking me to school oh why so late no finish yours and then i'll okay so whenever i was like i was probably like four or five maybe we were having like a gathering at the house and we had made like a carne asada and it was already towards the end of the night so all the water all the juice todo se había acabado. Era puro cerveza left right and i was thirsty and we had nothing else to drink he was and he had his bud light in his hand he was like then tomate un poquito de esto and i was just like solo un traguito and i was just like okay i drank it and that shit was disgusting and i never drank beer up until actually until i turned 23 that wasn't i didn't start liking beer until i turned 23 but even yeah, you don't you still don't really like beer like that. Not really. That's never my first choice. <laughs> the trauma. Yeah. It's so funny because here it's like, you know, everywhere else is the drinking age will be 16, 18. Mm-hmm. And here it's 21. But yeah. I was drinking rompope from like the day I came out the womb. Mm-hmm. Obviously not like that. Like, yeah. but they would give me like a pretty good sized little cup, like yeah. maybe a shot glass mm-hmm. when I was like four or five. And I remember I would always go to the Mercado and there was this one stand that sold it mm-hmm. and you could drink right there. So it was like a little like Oh, is Mexican it the one bar? Right, like down the street from Mamanena's house? Could be because we, yeah, could yeah. be. Okay, because that's the one that my dad actually sent me to one day. Whenever whenever I was 16, my, I went to Mexico with my dad. My dad was like, ve con cache, who's our cousin. He was like, ve con cache la, a la tienda para agarrar. Like, Pero una, era el Mercado una tienda. It was like a little store. Okay, well, no. You, uh, the one I'm talking about, I don't mercado. So it was oh, literally okay. like... A Walmart? 
No, it was like a flea market. It was like little stands. Everybody had their own individual okay, stand. Yeah, and it was half like outdoor, half indoor. So kind of like Trader's Village. Okay. And there was a bunch of like food stands. Like Mitienda, basically, sort of. No, because that's super commercialized. Okay. Commercialized? Is that the word? Yeah, um, that's right. No, this one was literally like each little stand was its own vendor mm. so it was like vendors una pulga? but yeah it's called a mer yeah okay. como una pulga, but he over there is called a mercado gotcha and then i would go oh sorry where i was trying to go with that is mm. i would go to that little stand and the guy that ran it would always give me rompope for free like but like a little one mm -hmm. and i remember one time as soon as we got there i went straight there without telling my mom she lost her shit because <laughs> she couldn't find me she thought someone took me come to find out i was just at the bar drinking alcoholica <laughs> alcoholica <laughs> desde que nací bro yeah that's funny was she that's just like a core memory for her because mm -hmm. like it was so traumatic because she cried she couldn't find me and i was just like chilling over there drinking rompope bro that's funny <laughs> dude and i was like anywhere from two to four like mm -hmm. i was really little damn but yeah it's not like here literally a vendor was giving me mm -hmm. alcohol but because he knew me he knew my mom like right. he wasn't just giving it to me he knew my mom was okay with it yeah because they would give me like a tiny tiny yeah cup. i mean back then i feel like it felt like a lot obviously because i was little mm -hmm. but it was probably like Un like a ounce right maybe even less mm -hmm. yeah but you know when you're little because it's i mean rompope is pretty strong it really is bro did i tell you about a story with mama nena about that yes dude okay so she mama nena like tequila yes <laughs> okay so whenever i was 16 and i went to mexico with my dad my dad had served me like a little cup it was probably i want to say the cup held probably like five six ounces mm -hmm. so he filled that up and mama nena grabbed the exact same cup right and she mm. brought the bottle oh mama, mama nena, nena is our our is our grandmother yeah, by the way just for reference yes she brought the bottle brought a cup and the time that it took me to drink that whole thing she drank like four or five <laughs> i was i was literally watching her drinking i was just like how the fuck is she doing this <laughs> yeah and that one i don't understand because like i said she drinks it like tequila but it's like milky mm -hmm. and it feels like a milkshake right so i don't so. get how people just chug it yeah so for those of you who don't know what rompope is it's basically eggnog but it has alcohol in it and it's way better it is way better it does it not like, taste the same no because it tastes like authentic vanilla right mixed with alcohol mm -hmm. mixed with like everything else right eggnog tastes like flavored vanilla if that makes sense mm -hmm. like rompope just tastes more naturally Natural. right naturally more natural vanilla mm -hmm. taste yeah it's definitely a lot better mm -hmm. it really is and eggnog you have the option of getting it with alcohol and without rompope right. is just like always alcohol, alcohol. Yeah. yeah but, but yeah. yeah she'd be drinking it like like nothing bro like water yeah Ash. Yeah, I, when I, I was 16, I didn't really drink at that time. So I was just like, I was mind blown. I'm like, how the fuck is this lady <laughs> drinking? Because at that time, so she was many. probably what, like almost 70? Mm -hmm. Or maybe already 70. Probably. No, I think 60. But I even yeah, yeah, like La yeah. Abuela just chugging mm -hmm. alcohol. And it looked like it did nothing to her, though. <laughs> Other than like the beer, whenever my dad would give it, try to give it to me and I didn't like it. Since then, I didn't try drinking beer again until I was like, 22 
And then I didn't actually, like, start drinking it by choice until, like, 23. Who forced you at 22? Nobody forced <laughs> me. <laughs> like, she said willingly. Like, I, the times that I drank it whenever I was, like, 22, I only drank it because I was, we were playing beer pong and everybody was playing it with beer. Was that at your party? Yes. That was the only reason I would, no, that was for my 21st. I didn't, we didn't drink beer. We did mics. And White Claws. Yeah. So I don't really count that. I'm talking about like bigger beer, mm. you know. I would drink beer like whenever I was like 22. We would play beer pong. But because everybody was playing with beer, I would drink the beer, right? <laughs> so obviously, I, it's not that I it's not that I didn't have a choice. I could have just said no, you know. But I wanted to play and I was like, you know what? Mama ain't raised no bitch. I'm going to suck it up and <laughs> I'm going to drink it. Yeah. Daddy ain't raised no bitch, so... So I guess technically, you fetching him beer did have a ripple effect. <laughs> you could say, but bad, it's okay. Don't, it's okay. You raised an alcoholic, tío. <laughs> <laughs> and not because you made her get you your beer. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I don't drink really drink beer like that, but... Nah, she moved up in life. She'd be doing tequila. Okay, like... Ellie. Tequila and nothing else ain't got ain't got shit on tequila. So. Ellie, one time we were just drinking it up at my house, and I kid y'all not, oh she drank what would you say? Probably three ounces of tequila, like nonstop. No, honestly, I think it was more than that because like the bottle was like a little bit less than halfway full. Whenever I finished chugging it the second time, I only left like the little bottom portion, and it was a tiny bit. And that looked okay. Like let's say like let's say four or five ounces, something like that. Like, and she drank it like gulp, 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 like water, nonstop. I was just like, uh. and she did not throw up. Like what? I was already gone whenever I did that. To be fair, she did just black out and boom straight to the floor. <laughs> I think she hit her head on my dresser. Yeah, we tried to carry her to the bed. We couldn't because she was making it so hard. I'm sorry. It was a fun night. It was a fun night. Well, from what I remember. <laughs> I think you fell twice and hit your head on my dresser twice. No, I still have videos from that night, dude. Bro, there is one where I'm like laying. I'm like sitting up. I'm like in your bedroom. and But I'm like sitting down on the floor right by the door. You had your bucket in your trapeador right there on the door frame. And I looked over at one of our friends that was there that night because he was recording me. And then I looked at him and I'm like, I'm fucking drunk. And I like just fell over <laughs> and I like kicked your bucket and your trapeador. And then you just see my foot moving like. <laughs> like off to the side dude you i were was so gone. gone it was funny but it was bad yeah yeah that was a fun night but you got an alcoholic for a daughter <laughs> we're exposing you out here i know it's okay i'm pretty tame right now 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 i'm tame exposing <laughs> all the trauma to the world bro i know but no i don't know i feel like i have some pretty good memories about my dad so some a lot most of them <laughs> the way you made it sound like no. just a few no like some i have, things were good <laughs> no i feel like all the things most of the like obviously like we both had our like hardships together right and that's obviously. with any parent like right because of course my parents aren't together they were they got divorced whenever i was six i actually found out not that long ago that i we actually didn't me and my sister didn't see my dad for about a year after the divorce which 
I was you don't completely that? shocked. No. I, that's that, when he started driving la, the, the trailers. wheelers Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what he was telling me. I remember going and like saying bye to you. But like after that year, I'm like, I don't remember not seeing you like ever. You're, you probably blocked it out. Yeah. I've talked about that in, with my therapist and whatnot. How that's a huge gap in my memory. It's like that's a whole year that I'm missing. And you were little but old enough to remember. Right. I was probably, I was like six. That's whenever they got divorced. I was like six and I don't remember seeing, like I don't remember not seeing my dad. Who told you? Your sisters? Yeah. They had brought it up in conversation just like casually and I was just like, wait, we didn't see You're my like, dad wait a year? minute. <laughs> yeah. They were like, yeah, you remember? And I was just like, no. And so then I started putting like pieces together. Other memories would like pop up that I remember. I was just like, those memories make sense now. Because I remember I had one specific memory that I was at a Walmart. I was with my mom and my sisters and we were at the checkout section. I had looked over to my right and then there was like this little girl playing with her dad and she would run up to him and he would pick her up and throw her up and like in the air and catch her. And I remember feeling sad watching them but I don't remember why I felt sad until they told me. And they like the timeline lined up perfectly mm. in my memory. Isn't like, that, that like sense? Isn't that crazy? Somebody else's super happy moment and will probably be a super cute memory. Is somebody else's like sad memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, like I thought that was crazy. I was just like, I remember feeling sad in that moment, but I don't remember why I felt sad. It's okay. Because when you think of a memory, it's rare that you, especially when you're a kid, that you remember how you felt yeah and the fact that i would i mean the way you described it the biggest thing you remember from that moment is the emotion behind it Mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy so like with any relationship that you have of course you have your hardships so everything isn't like all sunshine and rainbows but i have some really good memories with my dad and i'm still creating them and Mm -hmm. i'm like i'm still pretty close with my dad i feel like i've always been pretty close with my dad i mean you are the baby yeah la que siempre llora and gets her way (laughs) you know we gotta say that in almost every episode i know (laughs) so you have memories of like alcohol one memory that i forgot kind of so backtracking to what i was saying that papa luis used to take me to school he actually used to be a smoker he used to smoke a lot of cigarettes when i was in preschool there was no bus so he actually had to walk me to the building so the route we would take had a taller and all the workers were his friends from when he used to work in la fabrica and so he would stop and talk to them for a little bit and i remember just you know standing there waiting for him and then we would just leave you know saying hi and they would smoke so i guess the guys that were working at the shop would take a smoking break as he was walking to like you know just Mm -hmm. kind of catch up and i remember one time i don't know why this is just like very strong in my head we were walking, he was smoking, and he threw out his cigarette. And you know how most people, when they throw it out, they kind of, like, step on it to, like, mm-hmm. kill it? He didn't do that. He just threw it out. And because I loved him so much and almost, like, idolized him. You know, when you're really little, like, you either, like, idolize a sister, mm-hmm. a brother, like, a parent. I would, like, kind of idolize my Papa Luis. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, oh, like, he smokes. Like, I want to smoke. And I deadass picked up that cigarette, inhaled. I remember I felt like I was fucking dying. What the fuck? I was like three. Bro. And I took a, like, a big ass, like, of a cigarette. (laughs) What the fuck? And that's one of, like, one of those more, like, prominent uh, memories I have with him. Did he, did he see you? Uh, Yeah. But I don't remember his reaction 
I remember I did it and he saw me because I was coughing my lungs out. I mean, I was three and I inhaled a fucking cigarette. Well, not the whole cigarette, but <laughs> the smoke of the cigarette. And I was dying. I remember I couldn't breathe. I was just coughing. It was like, and all I was thinking is how do these adults like this? Like, this is disgusting. But I was dying. What but yeah, I smoked when I was three. <laughs> Bro, I mean, y'all couldn't see my face, but the entire time Dulce was explaining this, I was just looking at her with my head sideways, my <laughs> eyes popped open, and my mouth all open to like, yeah. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I'm gonna have to ask her, but I'm pretty sure my mom, like, obviously heard about that, and she probably got mad at him. Can you imagine, like, your three-year-old, like, comes home and, I smoked a cigarette, like, bitch, what? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, that's one of that's those. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. One of those, like, very, one of those, like, you know, have you ever been sitting there, and, like, this random-ass memory just comes to your head, and you're like, ah, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. That's one of those that always come <laughs> to me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I smoked, and I was because my grandpa didn't put out his cigarette the right way that's funny yeah because i remember he just dumped it and it was by a tree i remember so specifically and i saw the redness of it because you know like mm-hmm. when it's smoking it's like reddish yeah and like i could see the smoke so i picked it up i was like oh it's still on but soon after that he quit he oh, cold okay. turkeyed it because i if i'm not mistaken i think he had a heart attack or something close to a heart attack and it was like because of the heavy drink because he was like he was a really heavy drinker mm-hmm. and a smoker so and he was a little bit overweight mm-hmm. so the doctors were like you need to stop yeah. yeah and so he cold turkey um cigarettes damn yeah and i know my mom and i hated it too so i'm sure like it was a bunch of stuff all together right. and then probably the his health thing was just like the cherry on top right where it was just like yeah and he cold turkey like literally the dia, he would smoke a lot i don't remember if it was like a pack a day i don't remember specifically but i remember he would smoke all the time and the dia para otro like nada mm-hmm. dang that's crazy and he, I want to say he did the, almost the exact same thing with alcohol. He was a heavy drinker. Yeah. One of them, another memory I have of him, estábamos en la casa. That's when I still live with them. Y yo estaba sentada en el sillón. Mi mamá estaba, porque tienen uno largo y uno chiquito, but they're both against the wall on the same wall. Mm-hmm. And so yo estaba sentada on the larger one y mi mamá nena estaba en el, a mi lado derecho y mi mamá estaba en el chiquito. Mm-hmm. But we were all right there, and Papa Luis came in hella fucking drunk, like slurring his words. He was walking all crazy. Um, and then out of nowhere, like, boom, he falls really, really hard and almost breaks his leg because he fell on his knee. I, re- I still remember his bruise. It was like half of his leg was all purple. I got so scared because, I mean, I was like four or five. I was really little. I was, and like I said, I loved him, and I was like, oh, my God, he's hurt, and like, you know, like, kids yeah. get scared when they see drunk adults acting a fool. Right. Especially when it's someone you love and then you see them get hurt. So I got really scared. I was, like, crying. And then he started crying. And he started apologizing to my grandma. He was just like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I love you so much. But, like, you know, when you're drunk, mm-hmm. you're just, like, crazy. And I remember that was... My mom had said that was kind of, of an eye-opener because it was just, like, so bad. Yeah. And soon after that, like, se calmó. Damn. But, yeah, he, like... It was so bad. I remember him like just falling. Like I said, he was like a more heavy set dude. Mm-hmm. So all that weight literally went straight to his knee. And as it was, he had like bad bones. He would always dislocate his arm. And he would just pop it in like nothing. You know how he would dislocate it? Opening the gate. <laughs> what? Because the our house is like La Casa. And then we have like a pretty big front yard. Yeah. And then it's gated. Right. Literally, he would go out in the mornings. <laughs> I remember some mornings he would go out. You would just hear the gate, you know. Mm-hmm. And you would just hear him scream. Ah! 
because he would dislocate his shoulder not his uh -huh. his shoulder my tia lore would have to go and like pop it back in or he would do it because mm. it would happen so often he would just Dang. back in now that i think about it, i have so many crazy memories of him <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was just so common like literally opening up a gate and mm -hmm. boom his arm would pop out of his socket i remember when during the summer whenever we used to go over to my dad's house for the summer and we used to spend like literally the entire night awake well at least you and janet would right i would always be the first one to fall asleep but you and janet would stay up hella late we would all be waking up at the time that he'd be getting home from work at 6 p.m and then he'd come in like apenas están despertando huevonas like yeah like our <laughs> days were literally switched and when his alarm would go off for him to go to work i remember we would get so scared because we'd be like oh my god he's getting up and he's gonna see us he's gonna get so mad we're like run to the room and room. pretend you're asleep uh -huh. but because we had been awake all night we were already like crashing so yep. we were pretending to be asleep to not get in trouble but end up knocking out yeah for real uh-huh and so we would go to sleep when he would get up for work at like probably seven or eight mm -hmm. and yeah wake up at like 6 p.m yeah and then we would we just had this conversation with him yeah asking him if he remembers because <laughs> we would spend probably like a whole month yeah like straight at his mm -hmm. house during the summer and so he would buy like a lot of snacks like for the week mm -hmm. he would buy like gancitos ice cream mm -hmm. he would buy cokes chips like a whole bunch of little snacks for us to like yeah. have apart from like you know our meals mm -hmm. and we would finish boxes and bags of chips in, in one night. day yeah. yeah yeah in one night mm -hmm. and i remember so vividly he would get so mad and he would always tell us the same thing no me enojo porque coman los compro para que los comen me enojo porque se lo acaban en un día because <laughs> he's like all this is supposed to last you the whole month and you mm -hmm. tell me you're already done with everything yeah he used to get so mad yeah i remember that too <laughs> Every single time he'd come home from work. Because, I mean, like, he's outside all day. You know, está trabajando afuera en el sol. Right. So like we've said before, he, he's, he's, a, he's a maintenance man. Yeah for apartments and every single time he comes home from work where i would uh, say hi to him or like give him a hug and he'd be like estoy todo sudado he'd be like pero huelo igual de rico que cuando salgo de bañarme because you know how every single time he like showers at night he always puts perfume on dude smells he so smells good. so good and after shave right he wears yeah. after shave oh it smells so good yeah he smells so good whenever he showers bro yeah. yeah. So every single, literally for, he likes to collect perfume. Mm -hmm. he, um, cologne. So he likes to collect cologne. So every year. Collect cologne. <laughs> Sounds funny. <laughs> so like pretty much almost every year for his birthday or Christmas, we always get him a cologne that we know he likes. Mm -hmm. Or if not, we'll get him a new one that he hasn't tried before, but it smells really good. So yeah, he, he likes to, he has his little collection of colognes, so he likes that. That's his, like, little, little what hobby? people, yeah, what people, like, when people, like, collect uh, action figures and stuff like that, my dad collects cologne. It's cute. Yeah. Remember yeah. whenever he would always come home for his lunch, because he would have, like, an hour lunch, so mm -hmm. he would always, obviously, go home and eat he would always put on the haunting yeah and knock out yeah so we'd be the ones watching it <laughs> and we'd be a little spooked because one thing about him he basically gets chased by ghosts literally no matter where he goes to live it's always haunted mm -hmm. and shit always happens yep people see things people hear things he experiences a lot of things which we will go into detail during the halloween season i'm excited about that so excited because dude our family has some stories i know but anyway so he would come home 
put on the haunting, go straight to sleep. And we'd be the ones up watching like, oh, my gosh. I don't know if you remember, like, that <laughs> show used to creep us out. Yeah. Especially with, like, because we knew things happened in that apartment. Bro, that, I think by far, during that time that we used to spend the nights out or summers with him, I think that specific apartment is the one apartment that we experienced the most shit by far. You think so? Yeah. I mean, I've always said this. I feel like I'm extra protected and I'm not one to hear, feel, see, like, nothing. Mm -hmm. But I would always hear y'all stories, and I would always get spooked, like, oh, my gosh, please don't let this happen to me. I don't want to see it. Because I've always said this. Like, I feel like if I were to experience or see something, mm -hmm. I feel like I would have a heart attack. Like, my my nervous system would not be able to take it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's how I feel. Yeah. No, I remember specifically. We'll, we'll give y'all a little sneak peek into the, all this madness, but with this story. So I remember this one time we were at my dad's house and we were all going to sleep. So we were already, everybody was in their rooms and everything. And uh, we had, at that time we had two dogs. So we would always keep like a little gate for the hallway that goes into the rooms, right? That way they wouldn't go into our rooms and everything. And I remember this one time my dad comes out of his room and he goes by to where the gate is and he calls us. And he was like, who's crying? And we we're like, nobody. And he was like, I heard one of y'all crying out here in the living room. We we're like, no, nobody was crying. Everybody's been in the room for like almost half an hour already. Nobody's out there. He was like, oh. So like he like goes back and like a whole bunch of shit like that would happen. You mm -hmm. know, that was just like a small part of it. That was like That was just a least. one day thing. He yeah. lived there for years. Yeah, that was like the least like the most minimal thing that happened that was just like the least spooky literally it was a taste of what happened yeah yeah oh that's one thing so i actually i, I can share this one now because it involves my dad i remember this was my parents were still together we were all still living um together in ivy club mm -hmm. so ivy club is the apartments that we used to live in that's when i lived with them yeah so i remember this one particular night so i was asleep i used to share a bed it was always two twin beds put together i used to share those two twin beds with it was me uh, my sister janet and my sister christy i would always sleep in the middle and i would always sleep like in like right in the crack of those two beds so you'd be like cuddled yeah so i'd be in the crack of the two beds and then they basically had an entire bed to themselves you know and it wasn't because like they would like put me in there no like that was like my comfort spot you know i ch I, like i love that to be in like in that little hole but anyways so i remember this one particular night i was already asleep but then i woke up because i felt someone pulling off my socks and it wasn't like a hand no i felt like some like really really sharp fingernails and i was already scared and i pulled my feet a little closer to me and it stopped for a few seconds and then it did it again and i got i literally curled up into a little ball and i was just like terrified it didn't happen again but then i needed to go to the to the restroom because i needed to pee so i i was always closest to janet because janet always used to take care of me whenever i was little too mm -hmm. so i woke up janet and i had asked her to go to the restroom with me she was like why just go by yourself go to the restroom and i'm like no i'm scared <laughs> she was like all right fine so she gets off the bed i didn't tell her anything that happened right but then when she gets off the bed, she gets scared and she wakes up my other sister, Christy. <laughs> and then when Christy wakes up, Christy's scared. 
like why the fuck are y'all scared you know like i don't know why y'all are scared i know why i'm scared but anyways whenever i woke up janet she was like okay like get off the bed like so we can go and i was just like no carry me because i'm like scared <laughs> oh, girl said, carry because me. i thought whatever was like grabbing my my freaking socks was like under the bed uh, okay. right and she was like no just go to the restroom she i think she ended up carrying me to the restroom but on the way back i walked because baby ellie always got her way <laughs> sorry i had to throw that in there anyways we're all scared we all go to the bathroom i remember it was in the middle of summer but i remember that carpet being like ice cold dude it was ice cold so we ended up going back to the room and we ended up going back to sleep and then the next morning i remember all of us we were all getting ready for school and i asked y'all like did anybody like come into the room pull my socks or whatever and i brought this up recently to my dad and he was like, oh, yeah. And then he told me, he was like, I remember that same day after all of y'all went to school, I was at the house and I was doing laundry. I was in my room and I just felt uneasy. And like he just felt like somebody was like watching him or something like that. And he specifically said to leave me alone. And since then, I didn't experience anything else in that house or in that apartment. Mm hmm yeah so i don't sleep with socks no more i can't sleep with socks i think the only time i can sleep with socks on is if i'm sick and i always put like pomada blanca on my feet and my chest my back and everything and then i would wear socks but i always end up taking them off in the middle of the night but like i keep them on for a few hours i mean that's kind of crazy that whatever it was listened to your dad and mm -hmm. left you alone yeah and honestly i'm grateful that i mean obviously he believed me because he went through those same experiences prior to all of that happening but i'm grateful that my dad believed me mm -hmm. you know because had he not believed me and he was like one of those parents where it's just like no that's just your imagination go back to sleep you were it's probably in your head. dreaming yeah and like they kind of like minimize it i'm glad that my dad believed me i'm grateful that my dad believed me mm -hmm. you know and like you said it does help that he has dealt with it basically his whole life so yeah. he's not a stranger to all of those mm -hmm. things happening but like we said we'll go way into detail because our family got some shit <laughs> they all experience and deal with some something yeah so and all different things mm-hmm so we'll have your dad. Yeah. I think that'd be fun. You should. He could be a good um, <clears throat> guest. Yes. So all of that to say happy Father's Day or happy belated Father's Day to any men out there listening who are fathers. Mm -hmm. You're doing a great job. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we as the daughters or the partners that you have in your life as men does that even make sense as the daughter and a partner of those men who are doing a great job yes that's what i'm trying to say we, we are appreciate it. yes <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate it and, and we are very grateful for all of y'all's hard work and the effort and all the love that y'all put into everything that y'all do for us mm -hmm. so. especially with it being so common mm -hmm. to not yeah it's very much appreciated very very much and to the pieces, pieces. of shit Fuck, fuck you. Have you created a whole life and left? What the fuck? Mm -hmm. Make it make sense. Mm -hmm. But again, trying to keep it positive. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Is that is that daddy, daddy issues? issues. <laughs> <laughs> Too much.
much trauma. Sorry, guys. Yep. Overall, again, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to follow and turn on your notifications so you don't miss an episode. And you can also find us on all socials at the Puff Launch Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Instagram because that's where you can join us for Feedback Fridays and Story Sundays. That's where we're the most active. And we'll see you here back next week for the next episode. Bye. Bye. But wait, don't forget to stay tuned for the bloopers. This makes me remind... Shit. (laughs) Just go, 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 go. (laughs) That walk (laughs) 3,000. I count my, the one that I was at six. La, 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 la. Fuck. Huh? A plate. Who threw a plate? I don't know, but I remember you screaming though, because you were very. Eras como, like, eras de rinchuda. That I do remember. Yeah. Noah! Noah! <laughs> Noah! I know you hear me, boy. Noah! Not so loud, papi! You're being too loud right now. Hello? Is you there? <laughs> I hate getting those kind of messages where I have to read them like 15 times and I'm like, Janet? This hurts. Janet? Bro. Because then you try to find the, the like what they were trying to say. So uh-huh. you're like, are you spelling something wrong or like just yeah. mix the words? But yeah. like, you can't figure no, it out. Oh my gosh. This is Janet all the freaking time. She'll send me a text message and I read it like 5,000 times. And I'm like, what the fuck am I reading? It'll be like the smallest thing. Like it'll be like they have to add a comma. And like that comma will make such a difference. But it's like, oh, no, no. That's not Janet. No. Nah. No, like, imagine that, but a paragraph. Yeah. That's what Janet be texting. Yeah. And, like, it, you know that meme or, like, that gif or, like, that lady where she's, like, trying to do math in her head or oh, some yeah. shit? That's literally us trying to read Janet's messages, <laughs> and they for real do not make legit sense. And we're like, what the fuck did you just say? Because you make me feel like I just lost some brain cells reading this shit. It's like the whole shit. encryption thing. Like, we it have really to, is. What is it called? Decrypt? Yeah. Decode? Decode? One of those. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, <laughs> da, 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 da. Yes. Italian? Italian? It sounded funny too. Yeah. Uh, how did I say it? I don't know. It sounded funny, but like it sounds right at the same yeah. time. Italian food. Italian. Italian or Italian? It, no, it's Italian. 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 You know what the fuck I'm trying to say. <laughs> that Mexican getting in you. I know. Italian. Italiano. <laughs> That's why. That's why, yeah. So. Porque es la E, no la E. Mm-hmm. I... <laughs> <laughs> bro, I can't even say this with a straight <laughs> face, bro. <laughs> the earliest memory. Earliest. Did you hear that? <laughs> so, um, so that he can get me ready to school, and like, so like he would <laughs> ready to school, huh? So he could get you ready to school? So he can get ready. He can get me ready for school. That I didn't. You said get you ready to school. My bad. (laughs) Get me ready for school. Sorry. I only have one brain cell left right now. I'm going to be honest. This editing is going to be fun. It is. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of editing. Yeah. But so he's. um, What? How did it go again?
what's the word not hardcore um father figures no like memory okay um and of of blah, blah, blah. was that a gunshot did y'all hear that that was not a gunshot oh but yes i did hear that <laughs> <laughs>